0: Dueling Dialogues presents His and Hers with Grace Matthews, The Hammer, and Connor Murphy. Welcome
1: to Episode 9 of His and Hers with Grace Matthews and the Caddy Man in the heart of the USA, Springfield, Missouri.
0: Hi, you two. Hello, hello. Hey, what's going on? Not
1: much. Not much. Just uh, having a drink.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah, it's that, cocktail time that
0: seems to be the uh, order of the day at this time doesn't it
2: well, well yeah I hour. mean I'm kind of excited we used to um, tape our shows earlier in the day and now we tape them during happy hours so that the caddy yeah. man can join us and then you just kind of feel okay about having a cocktail absolutely Yeah, yeah. you can't do that when you're doing it at noon or two
1: but remember you know? it's always four o'clock somewhere
2: that's, that's right. right that's um, right where it is And um, that's a good thing. We have a really, really great episode today. Okay. And I'd like to start it out with the thought of the day. Okay. I have everything I need for a happy life. Okay. You know, this one came about, um, we're going to be talking about obsessive-compulsive disorder. And the caddy man is going to share some first-hand experience with that. And so this thought of the day came about, yesterday when um, my middle son was here, um, doing some work, some landscaping, and he said, Mom, he goes, I have a really bad habit of window shopping, and he goes, then I always see all these things that I can't afford and I want. And I said, well, you know, the one thing you do when you go shopping is you should try to decide Am I really going to use this or is this going to clutter up my house? Right. And if I really think I'm going to use it, is it going to change my life? I mean, it could even change our life a little bit and be worth it. But so many things we purchase don't change our lives at all. Right. And then we got to have a junk room or something or, you know, a storage unit or, you know, clutter. Right. Clutter. And, you know, that's one thing that um, ties into obsessive compulsive disorder is a lot of people hoard things and that's part of obsessive compulsive disorder. They also will shop a lot. So you know, think about it. Most people have everything in their life they need to be happy and to live a happy life. You know, we can always do better, Right. but happiness is going to be found where? Inside yourself. Perfect,
1: yeah, I agree. there.
2: why do we do this show? Because we suck at relationships.
0: <laughs> here, here. I
2: say this every episode, it's still true today, just like it was on episode one.
0: You know, the truth hurts. Every it, it does. Every time she says that, the truth hurts. Yeah, but, yeah no, he grabs gotta,
2: his chest every but, time I say that.
0: But you've got to, you, you gotta look at it and, and admit that you can be wrong, you can make mistakes, things can go good, things can go terribly, terribly wrong, but they can also, all that can be overcome. You have to hang in there and make it happen and not give up, not get frustrated. Well, of course you're gonna get frustrated, but just basically don't give up and don't let the frustration or the anxiety overcome you and It'll
2: all work out. Yeah. There's always though, an answer. Even though we've been really bad and we suck at it, we've had 32 years and we've had more good days than bad days. There you go. And so we're willing to share, you know, our, our bad days with you so that you don't have to have those bad days. <laughs> and that's really pretty much how it is. So we're talking about obsessive compulsive disorder today. Uh, you know, and, and one of my first questions, even though, I, I would like to introduce the fact that the caddy man has been has had obsessive compulsive disorder all of his life I mean ever since his little crayon box uh, back when he was in kindergarten um, he has lived with it and um, he has been treated for the last 16 years uh, about 15 months ago it got out of control again and um, we have recently I say we because I, I think it is a group family effort. Um, we have stepped up treatment and, um, and done a lot of life-changing things. Good. And um, I, I'm going to let him talk about that in a little bit. But even though I've been through this for years and my degrees in psychology, um, and, of course, we all know Howard Hughes, I mean, back when I was in school, they were still calling it the Howard Hughes um, um, disease. Illness. Disease. illness yeah. yeah, it really didn't have its own name. So I, I was looking up today, what is it? And the dictionary says a personality disorder characterized by excessive orderliness, perfectionism, attention to details, mm-hmm. and a need for control in relating to others. And I was like, really? Because that's not really what it's like at all. Huh. Interesting. I mean, first of all, um, the caddy man will tell you, when he says, I have O.C., the first thing per- people do is look down at his hands. Like, he washes <laughs> his hands all the time. And a lot of people have not and that's that's bad. I, I don't want to diminish that. But he doesn't. I have to remind him to wash his hands. That's okay. a fact. Before he touches my food. That's a fact. <laughs> Or makes my drink. Or makes the drink. She said, did you wash your
1: hands?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm a little more of a dermaphobe than the caddy man is, and I don't really have obsessive compulsive disorder. But But some do, right? They do. They do. And certainly Howard used it. So I I looked a little further, and really this really characterizes it better. It Mm -hmm. is excessive thoughts, which are obsessions, that lead to repetitive behaviors, compulsions, okay? Okay. That's probably what a psychologist or psychiatrist would tell you. Um, OCD is characterized by unreasonable thoughts and fears, just like I said, obsessions, that lead to compulsive behaviors. The obsessive thoughts really are bad, they can be horrible, but it's really the compulsions that people create to get rid of the obsessive thoughts that are the problem.
1: Right, which is a vicious circle.
2: Yeah, I mean mean, socially that's where the problem comes in. And and you gotta think about how we bred it. I mean like when I was a little kid, I was scared of the dark. And then we'd always go, go in and count sheep. Well that was really, I mean if you think about it, creating a compulsion to deal with an obsession.
1: (laughs) There you go, yeah. Never
2: thought of it that way. You really have to be careful about what you say to people. A lot of people, especially people with OCD, are somewhat impressionable. So you say something, and they might take it. Like, I've really got to count sheep, and if I don't count sheep, you know, the boogeyman's going to get me. Right. And you've created, a lot of times, what the caddy man calls it, the monster. Okay. Okay, so there are several types of OCD. And I I just want to, you know, checking. Okay. People check to see if the stove's on. Okay, they check, and they might go to check if the door is locked. You know, some people we'll check it a certain amount of times, like right. maybe 50 times. Numbers and, and, and the alphabet come in a lot. Okay? okay. Contamination, which would be like a germaphobe. Okay. There's also um, mental contamination um, where and it, that's a little bit uh, redundant, but, uh, you know, you might be... Trying to wash your body after someone said, you know, you're a real jerk or um, you're not a good kisser. I mean, these people might go take a shower for hours and hours because Hmm. somebody has tainted the way they view themselves internally. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of what mental contamination is. And then there's hoarding. We all know what hoarding is. Where you just, you know. Can't throw anything away. You hoard it for different reasons. And, and different people hoard things for different reasons. There's sentimental reasons. There's there's like the people that lived through World War II that go, oh my gosh, I might need it. Right. And then there's those people that hoard things. Like I, I read a case study where a guy thought if he got rid of something, his brother was going to get cancer again.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. I mean, um, they don't make sense, you know. Right. And so um, there is the intrusive thoughts. The intrusive thoughts break down into several categories. Sexuality, relationships, magical thinking, religion, bodily sensations like sensory motor, uh, violence, and symmetry and order. Okay? So, um, and then rumination uh, where you have just Prolonged chains of thoughts, okay? okay. Um, so these are the types. And then, like I said, those further break down, for example, there's the, the relationship one, which can even, you, you might think that your partner is always being unfaithful. Or you're constantly thinking about somebody. You, you, you attach kind of a rock star mentality around them you know sexuality you're either thinking about sex a lot of people that are living kind of a fake life as far as they're living as a heterosexual but they're really gay will will sort of um be thinking a lot about their real sexuality right and it it will kind of turn into magical thinking you know if i do this, kind of like the guy thinking his dad you know His brother was going to get cancer. That's kind of, you know, negative magic. Also, like, you know, um, almost voodoo would be a little bit of that. Right. Where I'm going to think you're going to have a car crash because I hate you, you know. Right. And, you know, religion, we all know a lot about obsessive religions and what people will do. Um, Violence, um, bodily sensations where you might be a pop. Hyper aware of breathing, your eyes blinking or, you know, swallowing, you know, where you you think too much about swallowing. Um, And then violence. There are people, and these are not necessarily people that would ever act on the violence, but they might think about choking someone or killing their mother or whatever. And then symmetry and order is just like I said with um, the caddy man, he's often talked about, you know, putting his crayons a certain way in his box in school as a very young age. Now, one thing we do know is that untreated or not treated enough, like that happened recently, is that it can become worse and often does. If you look at the story, I mean, one of the best um, um, learning tools would be the aviator that Leonardo DiCaprio pays Howard Hughes. Right. And even though um, you may know somebody or you may have OCD that is not germaphobia, washing your hands, or some of the things that Howard Hughes has, you see to what extent someone will go to to perform this ritual. I'm gonna call it a ritual, I don't, I don't want to diminish it, but they are usually rituals, and it's a way for them to deal with anxiety. You almost always have to have anxiety first. 30% right. of the people also have depression. Okay, there's lots of treatments, and we'll get into those more. I want. Um, mm-hmm. I want to... Just let the caddy man talk about um, a little bit of his experience. Like I said, today we're kind of into, you know, the what it is and get help if you have it. This is just the first of what will probably be many episodes on OCD. Okay.
0: That's true. You know, uh, from being a person that can talk about this firsthand, And since I have 67 years of experience with it, then um, I think I I, I don't want to call myself an expert, but I definitely have lots of experience. I'd say you'd be an expert. (laughs) But uh, the silly thing is, everybody does hear about the Howard Hughes deal, the washing the hands, the checking all the doors repeatedly. Everybody tries to make it to be something that's, um, I don't know if you would call it silly or... Those are the ones they always bring up. Even if you watch something on a YouTube, the first two things they bring up will be those two things. Right. And there are people out there that have those. Um, we know that. But, you know, it can be as, as silly... And this is one of mine and I'm just going to bring this up. I cannot stop the gas pump unless it's on what I consider an even number, a 0 or a 5. Hmm. I will run it over to get it to that number, the last number. Okay. Now, now that doesn't hurt anybody, that doesn't do anything but I have to do that. Some people call it that they're superstitious, um, but it's a compulsive reaction that, in my mind, I have to do this because somewhere, somehow, something happened that I didn't do it that way, and something happened that I related it to not happening, I'm not doing it that way, and so, therefore, I've got to do it that way every time. Hmm. Okay. And, you know, there's little things, but it is something that can be controlled with with medicine. It can also be controlled by recognizing it. And behavior modification. And then changing it, yes. Mm-hmm. And that is what happens is if it gets out of control, you cannot admit then or you're not admitting to yourself that you have a problem that the problem's gotten out of control you just see yourself as still doing the um let's say habit or what i call it is order if i break the order or the chain then i would think bad things would happen because at some time in my life I didn't do things in the right order and something happened that I can relate to that was bad. Of course, that could have been that I ran out of soda. I mean, it could be that, you know, God, I didn't buy enough beer that week.
1: So I mean, it doesn't but, have to be related.
0: No, yeah. no, and, okay. and that's what, and and people, there are so many people out there and I want to say this, and I want people to really listen to me. There are so many people out there that have these addicting behaviors that need to get help. It's you're not crazy.
2: No, in you're- fact, I would like to interject that people with OCD tend to have higher than average IQ. Oh, wow. it's very complex thank you okay as silly as some of the stuff sounds it is very complex and comes from a very intellectual person and that's why even therapists like to use Howard Hughes as an example because he was so complex right and the disease is so complex at one point I just went, and I don't want to detract, but he had 26 glass milk bottles. He had to pee in each one (laughs) and repeat the alphabet to get to where he was at in the process. You know, like if he was at N, he would have to start at A and go to N. Wow. Then when he got to O, he'd have to come back and pee in O and start over again. Wow. Repeating that. And this was one of the very first billionaires ever. Huh. Okay, um, people of low IQ, are, they're more likely to have ticks than okay. OCT because it's very complex. And so I'll let you go back.
0: Well, and, and just to the point I was trying to make is, don't be embarrassed by admitting it. Uh, Grace and I make a joke that, and I told her about this this morning, you know, when you, when you do repetitive things, regardless of what it is, you make a joke, um, especially say you're 30 years old, you say, God, I'm O.C. because I go to the gym every day at 6 o'clock. Okay? And it's a funny little ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Right. So now, I continue to do whatever habits they are, that, or any other habits. Now I do them for another five, ten years, same time, whatever. Now I've got 40 years of doing this, or 20, however many years it is, and you make a joke, well, I must be OC because I keep continuing to do this, ha, 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 ha. Well, you know what, it's not a ha, 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 ha. Well, you can't let
2: those go because they do turn into more serious things. Exactly,
0: that's the biggest, scariest thing about this problem is it manifests in itself into a other problems the anxiety and then with the anxiety and the compulsions it can generate into compulsive lying because you are going to make that whatever it is happen come hell or high water because you have said, you have got to build up in your mind that I cannot move on. I cannot finish my day. I cannot be successful. You can come up with every excuse in the world if I don't complete that task, whatever it is. If it's peeing in a milk bottle, Which you don't do. Which I I must admit, (laughs) I I have not done that one. I've eaten some beer bottles on road trips. (laughs) uh, Too
1: uh, much uh, info.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I shouldn't go to that one. But anyway, there are things that happen. But if you, the biggest thing about this problem is, first of all, admitting that you have it, and then admitting seeing
2: the problem happen. Well, and I I want to say, ask somebody that has been watching out since he, and how this, one reason this got so bad 15 months ago again, is that first of all, you you start decoding medicine. That's why you do need to go through the behavior management, which um, the catty man is now going through. But I let little things go. With him, like he has his his um, closet in order of days. So he has a Monday outfit, a Tuesday outfit. And I was like, who's that hurting? Well, it does hurt because it's rewiring your brain and setting it up for bigger and worse things. This is what happened. I knew he was doing some of these things again. Right. But I'm like, who cares? Right. You know, if he wants to wear gray on gray on Mondays, I don't care you know it's not hurting anyone
1: yeah exactly
2: except that as um, one of his, the therapists explained, he is we re- it's like a gate in your brain if you can imagine a gate in your brain and it's opened up okay and this is the way the information is flowing so those little things are setting the stage for the big thing if you don't shut that gate The big thing's coming, right? And that's a promise.
0: Yes. So, what happens is people do not understand that the small pot problem manifests into a big problem. Just like Grace was saying, that being. starting out by just wearing the same clothes on the same day or some color combination. No, that didn't hurt anybody. But as you do this, you start making other things into a ritual or a continual habit.
2: Compulsive. Yeah.
0: And it can cause bad things. Um, we watch a uh, guru, Sada guru, that he says, and it's and it's true. And he's not um, even talking about ocd No, he's talking about just habits. Yeah. Brushing your teeth in the morning. That's was one of the best examples I've ever heard anyone give. Everybody, I, I got, I hope everybody, brushes their teeth every. Okay? If you just get up, walk in, and it's 7:05 or whatever, you brush your. You don't think about it. You grab the toothbrush, you squirt the toothbrush uh, the toothpaste on, you brush your teeth, you put your toothbrush up, you take your mouthwash, swirl it around, do that, then you. You know, women put their makeup on. Guys maybe, well, I don't have any hair, but comb their hair, <laughs> shake, whatever, whatever your ritual is. Everybody's got their ritual. Yeah. Okay, if you're going through the motions, it is a bad habit because you are not cognitively thinking about what is happening. You are basically brain asleep and going through memory motion of day-to-day and therefore- Without intention. Yes, that it's, you know. It's just something you do. You just do it. Now, if you can Mm -hmm. wake up and walk down there and as you're brushing your teeth go, you know, I'm glad I'm doing this because I sure as to hell hope that my breath doesn't kill anybody today that (laughs) I talk to when you're in the public like I am or I know that my wife is not going to kiss me if I smell like uh, last night four beers or whatever, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, I mean, there's a, you could, it doesn't have to be a monumental like you're changing the world type of d- cognitive thinking. It's just gotta be a thought, just a thought break that habit everybody that's the biggest thing break the habit uh be aware i have have, yes think think why am i doing this doesn't matter what it is the least little thing i i have uh changed my uh i'll just give one more little example here i don't want to just go on and on but work habits they teach you at work to make good habits. You will be able to understand this, Colin. That because you teach new people, you gotta have good work habits, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that at a certain time, you need to do this, well, you get someone that's got a little compulsive or a little OC in them, so at nine o'clock they do this. 10 o'clock they do this, 11 o'clock they do this, 12 o'clock they do this, 1 o'clock they do, whatever. It gets to be a habit. Well, that can make them a very successful person because they are trained or have that in their DNA now that that's what they do. So, therefore, they get their jobs done, work production's good. However, mentally, they're destroying them because they are not thinking, they are not saying, okay, why can't I do the 2 o'clock at 9 o'clock? Exactly. And, and what and, are you missing and, when you're turning into that robot? And it, yes, and I, I have a little joke I used to say all the time when people would say, well, how's the, hey man, hey, what's going on? How's things going? Well, just like Groundhog day. Anybody's ever seen the movie Ground Talk Day?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Every day's the same until Bill Murray decides to start
2: changing it. And that's the one thing the caddy man says all the time. You have
0: to change you and God, and I have been one of the biggest fighters of change at work. They hated me because God, we have gone through three or four different computer systems and I just feel a bit every time because about the I'm not the most uh, internet-savvy person out there. I have to do things over and over, so learn it, and um, about the time it seems like I was getting the system down, we would change, and as we get older, that is not good, but I have learned now, um, as Grace said earlier, the COVID-19, that was actually helped turn my life back around and get headed in the right direction, and seeing that it had returned and gotten out of control, where uh, she wasn't around me eight to nine hours a day because I was at work, she did not see the me back into that pattern thing. Right. By being under her surveillance, and I do say surveillance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you know, I, I just want to interject something that's so funny because the very first night He came home, we went up to bed, and we knew he was gonna be home a few weeks on furlough, you know, because of the COVID-19 thing. I said, first of all, I'd like to introduce you to your wife. (laughs) Secondly, I'd like to welcome you to my home. (laughs) Obviously, it's been his home. They had never really visited here. And he looks at me like, oh my God, I'm scared to death. And I kinda knew Nothing was ever going to be the same again. I did not know his OC had gotten this bad again. Right. But I, I, I think that that felt true though.
0: Yes. Somehow
2: it did. I had some sort of gut feeling that said, "You know, welcome to my home. You so, might like." I said, "I did say you're never going to want to leave."
1: So you're basically that's, saying push yourself into change.
0: Exactly. You have uh, to because the redundancy will lead you down a wrong path now as I was saying about the work thing you still can get all your stuff done right there's things as you know from you know running companies and and handling people first of all people work in different uh, speeds they handle things differently but by the end of the day, if you get everything done, you're supposed to do it. It doesn't really matter how you get it done, does it? Right? No It's getting it done. but don't get in, don't fall into that trap that I have to do this at this time. I have to do it this way. no other way will work. Uh, it is so easy to trap your your mind will play tricks on you if you allow it to, and mind is a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. And if you are not constantly aware that you are the controller of your mind, not the mind is the controller of you, it will do what you tell it to do. But if you don't, it will take over everything that you do, and it will make you do things you do not want to do, and it will make then all of a sudden you realize that you're doing things, why am I doing this? <laughs> and, and it is a it is something that can be taken care of, but recognize, I, I guess that's what I, my point is what I want to do, I want to help other people. Okay. I, uh, I let it get too far, I did ask um, a family physician for help on. They do not like to get involved in these type of diseases, or not diseases, but these types of situations. And since they kind of put up a little, I ignored it. I thought, well, if he's not seeing it, maybe it's not like I think it is. But I was so wrong. Go, go check, get it checked out. It te- it's not hard to get checked out. You can find out if you have, if it's getting out of control. You find out if you have it. And if you have it, that doesn't mean that you're bad. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It doesn't mean anything. It means you have a problem. So where do you go for help? You, you, you can get, uh, you can get medicine. But most of all, getting
2: help is recognizing that you have a problem. There are a lot of people that can even get a, if, you're, if your case is not too severe, you can get it from self-help books. You can get it from the Internet. Uh, if the, the rule of thumb, and I'm not a doctor, I don't want to say that, is that if it is taking up more than an hour of your day, then it is clinical and you do need probably the help of a therapist, a psychiatrist or a family physician that is very savvy, be careful of the family physicians. For one thing, for example, at one point, they wanted a caddy man to go out and off of his medicine for six weeks and then start a new one. Ew. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. He mischaracterized that really bad, that we knew that was never gonna work. So that's why he didn't get help La- like you know like a year ago right. extra help because the uh, family physician who was already giving him medication you know based on a previous doctor didn't see it as being bad enough but he didn't ask enough questions right and then there's always the idea that um, someone with OC will play it now Yes. Right. They, they will do that they, in fact In certain situations, they will do just about anything to keep the compulsion going. Right.
0: Yes, they will. You know, and there's another. um, I don't want to say it's a myth because it's not a myth. There was there's one of those that said uh, I read that a a guy thought that if he didn't do this that he would if he did not perform the certain act every day he would die. Yeah. He would not see tomorrow now i want to add that that is the very extreme right but i'm gonna add to what grace just said when when the oc's got you and the compulsion from the oc has you performing that act is one of the most it is the most monumental thing that happens during your day just perform that act. Doesn't nothing? It, I'm not saying that the world needs to change. That uh, it, it doesn't have to hurt anybody. But that act has to happen in some way, some form, and that's when you know you are out of control.
2: And then another way they they kind of just like how bad you are. Um, How bad your OCD is, not how bad you are, that was a bad statement, but um, is your intentions. I'm washing, I'm just going to use the hand washing, which I know Caddy Man hates because that's kind of the, you know, the stereotype. Okay, what are your intentions? Are you washing your hands because you don't like germs? Are, Are you washing your hands because it's that time of day? or are you washing your hands because of some delusion like the guy that thought his brother was gonna get cancer if he threw something away? Right. Okay, that becomes delusional. Those are also other characteristics they use to define the degree at which, you know, the the kind of help you need. Right. But many people, if you get it at the beginning, you can retrain your brain yourself. But now, if you're spending more than an hour a day and if you are, if your compulsion is destroying life, you know, meaning you will do absolutely anything to make that happen in a day or provide that time in that certain place, you must get professional help. Okay. Okay all right
1: well this uh i I must give it to you uh caddy man uh must not be easy to talk about
0: you know it it would have been until i look back now at some of the um consequences that my affliction has had on my family and um the biggest thing is, I should have recognized that I that the problem had gotten out of control and that's what has kind of uh, made me come forth and want to help other people with this, is knowing what it can lead to and I don't want people, it's kind of like your children. When when we had the uh, episode of a few weeks ago about parenting and, and taking care of your kids, i do not want my children or anybody else's children making the same mistakes i did right i want them to know there's nothing wrong with with having this it's very curable any therapist will tell you that uh you can even as grace said you can do it without medicine um, the my the reason why i need medicine probably more than other people is because i've been doing it so long, too uh, long, and if I can stop someone that's in their early age, they will not, they, once you learn how to stop it, it's not that hard to stop it. Right. It's just recognizing the problem. You know, it's almost like a traffic light. If you don't know what red means and what green means, and you pull up to that, you come up that light every time, you might not make the right decision. If you know that the red means stop and the green means go, you're probably going to make the right decision. Now, there might be some idiot coming the other direction that doesn't, <laughs> but you, you, could, you can cut a lot of the, the pitfalls out and live a very happy and successful life, and it can all be good. And I'm I'm just saying that uh, I just want to relay my story and my uh, experiences with it because I want people to know the truth of it and the way it reacts, not the extremes that they have that it can be anything as simple as wearing the same outfit on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays or um, putting the silverware away the same way or stacking the glasses in your cabinet. Um, you know, it, it can be anything as simple as, as that. Or how many times you brush your hair in the morning. Any, any sequence that you have gotten yourself at, into can turn into something worse. So just be aware of it. And stop it before it happens
1: yeah well thank you very much uh, we'll have to do more of these um, episodes for sure on OCD because I tell you I've learned a lot today so thank you
2: absolutely and uh, we would like to end our show with our affirmation and remember affirmation is not necessarily something that is true but something you're working on right and it's a way of affirming that. So we are messengers in love, happy, healthy, financially proper, prosperous, great partners and parents. We are charitable, energetic, creative trendsetters that experience success every day. Hear, here. Thanks for listening. And thanks to the Caddy Man for telling us the story.
0: Yes. All absolutely. right. I hope everyone tunes back next week and uh, we'll see you then.
1: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Godspeed, you two.
2: Godspeed.